Hey everybody, welcome again to the Good Shepherd Weekly. This is Matt Murphy. And we just finished a three-part series this past Sunday called Sexuality, God's Design. And we answered these questions the first couple of weeks. Who made us and for what reason? Uh, Number two, or week two, how does our sexuality bring glory to God who made us? And therefore, how can we honor him with sex and sexuality? And then this past week, how does our abuse and misuse of sexuality dishonor God? Like what do we do that's abusive and, and misuses our sexuality that brings dishonor to him and, and shame and damage to our own bodies? So uh, the world's delusion, which is the opposite of God's design, is that sex and sexuality is is unholy. The world is unholy in their view and practice of sex. It's highly perverted so that what is good is considered evil, what's evil is considered good. And at the same time, the world's view and practice of sexuality is always unloving. It's very damaging to our bodies. It's very uh, hurtful and creates a lot of pain, and it's also highly dissatisfying. And so pleasure may seem good in the moment, but uh, we see it's fading and and fleeting, and we just find ourselves deeper and deeper in this stronghold of sexual immorality. So... um, what is the main root? Like, what's the main cause of sexual immorality? Well, the Bible is really clear: is that lust, which is this intense sexual desire for someone who is not your spouse or who does not belong to you, like that is the main cause for sexual sin, for sexual immorality. And so, in marriage, uh, sexual desire is a great thing. Intense sexual desire is godly for a married couple, but outside of that. It's lust, and it leads to all things like fornication, adultery, uh, molestation, and rape, which are very abusive, um, uh, pornography and addiction to pornography, and then lots of other practices that I just mentioned, and even many lifestyles, um, whether it's uh, lesbianism or a gay or homosexual lifestyle or um, someone who considers himself bisexual or transgender or even queer, those choices, those lifestyles do not um, honor God's design for sexuality. And so we looked at all of those, and I'm not going to go into those on this podcast. Um, but I do want to say that that there is a lot that can happen in our life, in our lives that can um, be very destructive and very damaging. And so uh, for children and for women, um, sexuality uh, can be abused um, and they, unfortunately, um, are the two groups, I believe, I think it's pretty obvious, too, who are abused. Now, it doesn't mean that men and, and boys can't be abused, but oftentimes it's children and women or children, you know, girls. Um, but no matter who's abused, it's dishonoring to God. And so many times, while that is such a tragic thing, um, those people who are abused find themselves in some really hard places and oftentimes can can live a whole life of just trying to find identity and value in their personhood. And they feel like that abuse of their sexuality defined them. And so therefore, it's, it's very deceiving. There is a deceiver who wants to destroy us and destroy our view of how God made us. And uh, and then through sin, we have to deal with the lust of the flesh, which is worldly. And so it's very easy to misuse our sexuality. And 
quite quite frankly, I mentioned this on the message. Um, it's been a, a, a really rampant thing in the church, even all the way back to the Old Testament in the time of Israel. You see it in their leaders. You see it in their priests. Um, you can even see it in in some of uh, the prophets, their families. Um, and it's been a tragic thing that's happened over uh, over all of these generations. And even today in the church, it's a, it's a very tragic thing. And uh, it's hurtful. It dishonors God. Uh, it abuses people uh, that put their trust and faith in leaders, especially leaders in the church. And so my um, heart hurts for people who have been abused, uh, misused. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I'm also angry at how uh, the enemy um, in his perversion of sexuality um, uses people to do really horrible, uh, painful things to others. And so... There's so much um, that happens as a result of sin, uh, even sexual sin. And God has a response to all sexual immorality, and it's it's twofold. And so I want to close with that, and then we'll spend some time praying. But um, one of the things that it's hard to understand and it's hard to really uh, make sense of with God is that he's both holy and loving. And so... Um, as a holy God, he is opposed to our sin, opposed to our sexual immorality, and he therefore judges sexual immorality, but not just sexual immorality. He also judges idolaters and uh, thieves and the greedy and drunkards and so forth. And he says that these unrighteous people who practice these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. I mean, it's a very serious and grave offense, our sin against God. No matter what sin it is, but since we were focusing on sexuality, um, you know, I I know that this is a, a very um, widespread sin, especially in our country and uh, and all over the world. And so, God is holy; He judges sin, and that should cause us to to cry out for mercy and and cry out for for compassion and for hope from a holy God. And you know what? That's exactly what we find in Christ. We find the love of God, the mercy of God being poured out through his blood that was shed on the cross so that the sexually immoral person, those who are adulterers, fornicators, homosexuals, uh, whatever the sexual sin, act, or lifestyle may be, God has, has shed his own son's blood on the cross um, he has given Christ as a sacrifice for our sin. And so the king of mercy has stepped in to rescue people from these strongholds. And uh, it's a beautiful, powerful thing. God's done it in my life. Um, I've talked about that along the way. And God can do it for you if you're listening. And this is an area where you really struggle. Uh, it's been a stronghold in your life, sexual immorality. God can rescue you. He can wash you clean today. He can, he can make you holy. And not only that, but he has sustaining power to help you walk in that same purity and that same uh, cleanliness that he gives you as a gift of his grace. And so I want to pray um, as we close that God would uh, do exactly what he's said he will do, what he's done for me and countless others um, who have walked in sexual immorality. Um, and also pray for people who are blind to the um, deception of the enemy 
that maybe they don't think their lifestyle is is wrong or uh, opposed to God, but it is. And um, and God has mercy available for you as well for those who who believe that. Um, and then just for those who are trying to help others um, in you know walking in holiness and speaking truth and love. So uh, Lord, we thank you for your grace, which is abounding for us. And without it, there's no way we could even see the truth. We could not even see you as holy. Um, but because of your grace, we're able to see the revelation of your holiness. And I pray, God, it would cause us to cry out for mercy. It would cause us to repent and confess sin, um, even confess things that we've held on to for years, like grudges and bitterness and even unforgiveness. And I know that's a that's a hard thing. It's not just something that just happens. Um, but you have made it possible both for us to be forgiven and cleansed and at the same time to forgive others that have hurt us and wounded us and led us astray in this area. And so I pray, God, that would happen out of your abundant love and mercy, that you would be compassionate for those uh, who are calling out for your love and for your tenderness and that you would open the eyes of the blind to those who are being deceived and led astray into this darkness of sexual immorality. And that, Lord, you would show people who have been set free and who are walking in freedom how to love people and how to speak the truth. And you would help the church to communicate your great uh, love for people and at the same time standing firm in the truth. So we thank you, Father, for um, this time to just hear from you and be touched by you. And I pray that would happen in an abundant way in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, God bless you. Have a great week. I look forward to seeing you soon, connecting with you in some way. Thanks. Thanks.